the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So the State Board of Education met yesterday. They're meeting... I believe they're meeting again today. Maybe not today, but they... Uh, tabled the vote on whether or not the resolution proposed by Brendan Shea, who is from the London area, uh, should be something that the board stands behind as a whole. Now, there are some things that I would consider to be a waste of time if I had to sit in a hearing. Like, I'm not meeting guy, okay? We have a meeting here every Tuesday at two uh, at, at 1.30. Uh, in my not so humble opinion, the meeting could take at tops 15 minutes to accomplish everything we need. It invariably goes 45. I think that if a meeting can't accomplish what it should accomplish in 15 minutes, um, you should either downsize the agenda or you should upsize the urgency of getting through the agenda. (laughs) I digress. So they met yesterday and to me, debating things that are Self-evident, like, water is wet. There are people who could sit and meet about, is water wet? Well, what does wet mean? I mean, how wet is wet? You know, they could talk it to death. That's what they've done at the State Board of Education level with a simple, easy-to-understand resolution by Brendan Shea, who says biological sex is determined at birth. In education, truth is important. Reality is important. And so we, as a state board of education, should encourage our attorney general in the state of Ohio, Dave Yost, to push back against the Biden administration, which wants to expand Title IX protections to people who define themselves as a woman. They're not women or they're not men, but they feel like they are. And so they think they are and they want you to abide them in their delusion. Now you say, well, it seems rather harmless. Okay, maybe, except that if the Biden administration expands Title IX to include gender protections where only protections according to biological sex have existed before, what will happen? You will do away with all the programs that were put in place by Title IX so actual biological girls and women could have the same opportunities as men. Do you see, if you expand Title IX to include men who think they're women, then the actual women will not have as many opportunities because the people who are men but think they're women will come in and take them. I'm not trying to be sexist. I'm not saying men are better than women. I'm just saying men are generally stronger than women. And gen- and generally, if a Man cannot beat other men at something, a sport, for instance, or 
any other opportunity provided by Title IX, then that man has a choice. He can practice. He can get better. He can uh, come to grips with the fact that maybe it's just not in the cards for him to be an elite athlete or an elite performer or whatever. Or he can say, you know what? If, if only I were a woman, then I could go over there and I'd be bigger, faster, stronger, and I could do better. See, that would eventually end up taking away the opportunities for the real women. Now, Brendan Shea wants the State Board of Education to stand behind the reality of biological sex. You're born a man, you're born a woman. That's how it is. Can't change it. It's important in education. One and one equals two. H2O makes water. There are some things that just are not debatable, okay? And so Brendan Shea wants him to take a truth position. The Board of Education in the state of Ohio has they tarried on this. They've obfuscated on this. They've, uh, well, basically they've cowered on this because the LGBTQ movement is like, no, 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 you have to recognize it. If you don't, you're hateful. These kids will kill themselves. They'll harm themselves. Mm. Now, the threat of the Biden administration is that if they don't, if a state doesn't allow gender to be part of Title IX, in other words, if men can't shower with girls, if men can't dress in the same dressing room with girls, if men can't play women's sports, the Biden administration says, we're going to take away your federal funding for the school lunch program, for the school breakfast program. We're going to take it away. I think one member's already said that that's highly unlikely because I think it's already been constitutionally settled. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. Other examples. Because here's Brendan Shea yesterday with this alarmist viewpoint that the LGBTQIA movement has come up with it. Oh, you know, look, if you don't expand this, you're going to take it away from poor kids who really need it. So, you know, you the compassionate thing to do is to let biological boys play sports with biological girls, to let biological boys who think they're girls dress in the girls' locker room, take showers with girls, because if you don't, all these poor kids in the inner city are going to go hungry because the Biden administration is going to take away all our federal funding. Okay. Well, Brendan Shea did the research on this. And he explained yesterday to the board how unlikely this really is. Let's say, let's say Ohio takes a truth position and fights back against the Biden administration. And the Biden administration says, we'll show you, we're going to go to court, we're going to sue you, and we're going to take away all the federal money you get. How would that play out? Here's Brendan Shea with the answer. Let's assume, let's imagine that they actually did go forward and and the Department of Agriculture took effect. The request for injunctive relief was not granted. Well, what's the process in that case? What would happen to the state of Ohio? You know, you talk about loss of federal funds. What would happen? Well, if a complaint was brought forward, a district would have or the state would have an opportunity, obviously, uh, to take that to court. There is a, a lengthy appeals process. And then if all of that didn't work out in the state or the district's favor and, and the courts decided with the, uh, with the federal, uh, federal government, you'd have 30 days to comply. So the risk is exceedingly, exceedingly ro- low. Does everyone know that there's never been a single state or district or school in the history of Title IX that has actually lost federal funds because of a Title IX finding? Not one. Not one single time. 
And with all this litigation on the table, with what's going on with Ohio's attorney general and 21 other states, we think this is going to be the first time that the state of Ohio and Louisiana and other states or individual districts actually have a, a judgment against them where they lose federal funds. That seems exceedingly, exceedingly unlikely. It sure does. 50 years, not one time have federal funds been taken away. So that should have been an open and shut case. Right then, the board should have said, OK, let's vote. But no, but no. Vice President of the Board Martha Manchester wanted to weigh in because Martha Manchester, the Vice President of the State Board of Education, would like for you to know that biological sex, she just isn't sure what it is. I have no ulterior motive. I just want to get this right. And there are, as Dr. Miranda said, I looked up what is biological sex? What is the definition of that? There are so many definitions out there. I, I was amazed at all the definitions that there are for uh. biological sex. And how, how can we sit here and say, no, there's just one? Um, and that it's scientific fact. I guess that would be the issue I take with that right in the beginning, is that it's not scientific fact. If you look at the science, there are many different things and and why i don't know but there are and we need to be honest about that i think and we don't have and you know i know i'm gonna get slaughtered for this probably but we don't have to take a vote on this today if it means not if it means getting it right and taking a vote in november let's do that we've got time I agree. There's a lot here in what President McGuire proposed. She's on the Board of Education of the State of Ohio, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. She's the vice president of the State Board of Education. Oh, my goodness. There are so many definitions out there. Yeah, there are. All of them are wrong but one. How can we sit here and say there's just one? Because there is and has been since the beginning of time. It's not scientific fact. Biological sex is not scientific fact. They're going to do this dog and pony show all over again in mid-November. So tonight is the town hall, J.D. Vance, Tim Ryan, and then they'll be scrambling to get to the line for the final week of campaigning. Every political calculation that I see when it comes to the Ohio Senate race rates it as lean Republican, lean Republican. Now, the real clear politics average polling has J.D. Vance plus two. This is a seat held by Rob Portman and Cook Political Report, which is nonpartisan. You see uh, Amy Walter of Cook Political Report on special report with Brad Bear from time to time. Uh, They say that if Rob Portman were running again, he would win easily over Tim Ryan. And the reason why is name recognition. Name recognition. Why does Mike DeWine win time after time after time? Why is Mike DeWine running, what, 15, 17 points ahead of Nan Whaley? Because nobody knows Nan Whaley. Mike DeWine's been... He's been Attorney General of the State of Ohio. He's been the Governor of the State of Ohio. He's been a Senator from the State of Ohio. And I've probably left out four or five other ones. So Mike DeWine's going to win the governorship. And 
we're in a very polarized time. So the thought is that DeWine's margin makes it unlikely that people will cross over and vote for Tim Ryan over J.D. Vance. Now, what I find interesting, what I what I would like to know, because I think this matters a lot, is where is the Senate race on the ballot and where is the governor's race on the ballot? Because when you go in there, and you can call up sample ballots online, but I don't know if the sample ballot that you get through your Board of Elections is ordered the same way as your ballot's going to be if you haven't voted already and you go in on November 8th. Pam, you voted early. Do you remember? Was yeah. Senate before governor? Was governor before Senate? And if you don't know, I, don't guess. If I recall correctly, governor was, what, as far as you know, top to bottom, yeah. left to right, I think we saw governor first. Well, that would be to J.D. Vance's advantage, to have governor first, because he's like, okay, I'm going to vote for governor, up, Republican. You're more apt to vote just, and I do this. I do this on races I don't have, you know, a dog in the hunt. I'll do it on auditor. I'll do it on various other races. Okay, I'm not, I definitely don't know anything about either guy, either person, which you shouldn't do that. But I know. I confess yeah. that at times, where are you going to find out information on certain people? I'm going to vote for the party. Well, I looked up my state rep stuff, and there wasn't even anyone running against that person. Yeah, yeah. So that happened. So know, I think that yeah. could help Vance. I don't see Ohio. I just, I can't see Ohio going for Ryan, but Ryan has the name recognition over Vance. He doesn't have it over DeWine. So everybody's saying these are super, super close. The Senate, I've heard every projection on the Senate. I heard one yesterday, 55 Republican to 45 Democrat. Now, I mean, be still my heart because then you'd think, hey, in 2024, you might be able to get 60 votes and have, you know, an override potential. The other thing that I noticed looking at the ballot on my screen, some of the names were, you know, one thing was the Democrat was first, then the Republican, mm. and then the next one was the Republican was first. And the, and then I, I looked at it closely and I, ah, uh, alphabetical order. Oh, OK. By by the person's name. Oh, that makes sense. For each. Yeah. So so be aware that some of the Republicans are at the top and some of them are Democrats at the top. So Ryan will be ahead of Vance on the ballot. That's exactly right. Yeah. So I just wonder tonight if there are independents who are going to be swayed by this Vance Ryan town hall. A lot of the quality of the town hall is going to depend upon the way it's moderated by Brett Baer and moderated by Martha McCallum. Uh, the other Senate races out there that, you know, Ohio, losing Ohio, let's put it this way, losing Ohio would be a devastating blow to the Republicans' attempt to get control of the Senate because Portman has the seat and that's a... Republican hold at best. Now, the Pennsylvania race, finally starting to see some of the impact of John Fetterman's, um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the right adjective here. Uh, I'll try to be kind. Halting performance in the Pennsylvania Senate debate. And one of the key moments where Fetterman's duplicity and his in infirm nature came to the came to the forefront was when he was asked about his past positions on fracking and he takes the democratic position when he's out on the stump just like biden said prior to the 2020 election gonna end fossil fuels end it it ends now over right he said that in a debate now you put joe biden's feet to the fire on that no 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 i never said i'm i'm super friendly toward the fossil fuel industry well likewise fetterman said in 2018 
that he wanted to end all fracking. That's kind of a big deal to people employed in the energy industry in Pennsylvania. Now, last night, or two nights ago, rather, Fetterman was on CNN with Don Lemon. Now, there's been much made of CNN trying to preserve or rebuild. Can't preserve it because they lost it. But rebuild their credibility when it comes to being an actual news organization. So listen to Don Lemon try to be journalism tough guy with John Fetterman on his past inconsistencies on fracking. So just a context here. In 2018, when running for lieutenant governor, you said, I don't support fracking at all, and I never have. So to be clear, lieutenant governor, do you support fracking now? Yeah. Uh, no, the, 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 all, of the, all of the reservations that I had with fracking were all about the environmental concerns. And Pennsylvania passed some of the strongest envir- environmental regulations, uh, and that is now, you know, means that 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 you know, I've been very supportive about fracking because uh, energy independence is critical, uh, and that gets more and more important, you know, given in light of the the Ukraine war, uh, to make sure that we can't be uh, at, at a hostage uh, to a nation like like Russia. Um, again, it's it's all it was all about the environmental. Uh, issues and again after the regulations passed, uh, it's it's a no-brainer to support fracking, and I've been been very so- a strong supporter of, of fracking. So listen, and, but my it, correct me if I'm wrong. My research shows that environmental protections, those environmental protections, were put in place in 2016. Hmm. So what has changed since since 2018 when you said that you didn't support it? Long yeah. pause. No, they they they, <laughs> they 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 were all part of, of of that. And I also want to point out that in 2017. So he didn't answer the question. I could let him ramble, but it was I don't know what the most delicious part of that clip was. Was it Fetterman being called out for being a blatant liar on saying, oh, no, I support fracking because they enacted environmental upgrades. And uh, so my position in 2018 has changed. And then Don Lemon saying uh, those environmental restrictions were put in place in 2016 before you said fracking was bad and we had to get rid of all fracking. That was delicious. Or was the more delicious part Don Lemon being fed that piece of incriminating information by some CNN editor forcing Don Lemon to take a position that you know Don Lemon did not want to take. He did not want to make John Fetterman look like a liar. He did not want to expose John Fetterman blatantly not telling the truth about his position on frack. But Don Lemon also doesn't want to be unemployed. And he's watched Brian Stelter and uh, assorted others at CNN get bounced, including the top dog, Jeff Zucker. And so Don Lemon now knows, I gotta stop being such a partisan hack on the air, and I guess I have to... Mm. Be fair, as much as I'm opposed to it. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.